Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Bash Bros Podcast, first episode. I am Jack. This is Ty. Hello, everybody. And basically, uh, this podcast is pretty simple. Uh, we're going to be talking about sports, and we're going to be... Usually, we're going to be pretty pretty drunk talking about it. Um, like, right now, we're pretty... We're pretty buzzed right now, I think. Yeah, I think we're doing pretty good. Um, we're basically, we're just going to talk about most sports, um, baseball excluded. So if you're a baseball fan, get the fuck out of here. Um, other than the Blue Jays have to make the playoffs, we're always going to talk about that. Um, mostly going to be talking about NHL, a lot of football, some basketball, you know, whatever sports kind of pick up on the Twitter or um, Instagram and stuff like that. We're basically just going to be... Giving our takes, um, making some predictions about the week ahead, um, and you know, giving you some stories about our drunk times as well, because we've had a few. Uh, we're basically we're just two guys from uh, Vancouver, BC, in Canada. Um, you know, we we love Canada. We're we're super fired up to be Canadian. Uh, it's a great time for Canadian hockey. Uh, Canadian soccer is getting big, which is a another thing we're kind of going to touch on. Not gonna be too crazy about it because it's not that big where we are. Uh, football is kind of just big around the world, so we're just gonna be talking about that a lot. Um, but yeah, it's mostly gonna be hockey, uh, football, NFL because CFL is a joke. Um, and then we're kind of just gonna pick on pick up on some other stuff, you know, around the sports kind of globe. Um, Jack, is there anything else you want to say before we get kind of get started into it? Nah, just kind of happy to be here. Let's get started. I'm ex- I'm fired up. Let's go. All right. So first thing we got going today. Uh, so we're basically we're gonna be doing certain segments on the podcast. So um, we're gonna be re- releasing on Thursdays usually. Um, today I think we're gonna kind of get it going on. I think this will be released on Tuesday. It'll not be released. It's not gonna be released <laughs> Tuesday. It, it's probably still gonna be released Thursday. Okay. So, we're going to be doing it mostly Thursdays, um, and then we're going to take some time, make it good for you guys, and then we're going to send it off into the world. Hopefully, this picks up a little bit. Um, we're super excited to, to get this going. Um, it's been in talks for a little while, but we're, we're, we're kind of fired up to get it going right now. Let's get this started. So, we're going to start first segment every Thursday. Predictions of the week NFL. I've always wanted to to do this with a buddy and let's see who's who's better at the end of the year come playoff time. So Ty's made his picks and he's gonna read them out and I'm gonna see if I agree or disagree. Um so we're just I'm just gonna start off by because Jack knows NFL a little bit more than I do. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna kinda like name the teams and who's playing where, um, and then see if kind of his uh, picked winners are the same as mine. And then if not, we're going to kind of debate about why or why not we picked them, um, kind of stuff like that. So we're going to start uh, on um, Thursday. We have the Chicago Bears-Detroit Lions. Not a huge game. Both teams are under five hundred, But, I mean, it's an okay game. You know, if you talk about it, uh, Bears are five and six, Lions are three, seven, and one. Um, so yeah, Jack, who would you pick? Uh, I believe, looking at it, that the 
Lions are the home team. Uh, so, Jack, who would you favor in this matchup? All right, so this matchup is tough because the Bears haven't been playing well. Their defense has, but Mitchell Trubisky has been a joke this season. The problem with Detroit is they're probably the best fourth-place team in the league, but um, their quarterback, Matthew Stafford, has been injured for the last couple weeks, so Jeff Driscoll has been in, and, I mean, four TDs, four picks, that's kind of tough as a starting QB against anybody, especially in that division who's already tough with Dallas and Philly too. So I'm going to take the Bears, even though they're on the road. I feel like Mitchell Jabriskie has had some all right games. Thanksgiving is always big games no matter who you are. But without Matthew Stafford, the Lions really aren't much. So I'm going to take the Bears. Uh, So next game we have is the Cowboys and Bills. Uh, Cowboys are home. They're six and five. Bills are eight and three, and they're the away team. Uh, Jack, why don't you uh, let us know who you think will win that game? Cowboys all the way. Cowboys just lost a tough game to the Patriots. It's another AFC East division with the Bills. That's kind of tough. Two AFC East. One first place, one first wild card. I mean, both good teams, but you think Cowboys at home after a tough loss in New England, Jerry Jones calling them all out. You don't think the Cowboys are going to respond? Think about Josh Allen, too, as Buffalo's quarterback. Is that's he's, he's had a pretty decent season for Buffalo, but their defense is just their defense is bailing them out, and you just think that... Uh, that Prescott and the number one offense in the league and the Cowboys are just Zeke and Dak are just going to take over that game, especially at home. I just feel like the Cowboys are just a better team um, overall, you know, with, with Dak and Zeke. Um, I just, I just feel like, you know, with Josh Allen at quarterback, obviously he's not bad, but Dak is Dak, you know, everybody, everybody knows Dak. um, And I feel like they'll, they'll get the job done at home. On Thursday, so the last game on Thursday uh, will be the Saints and the Falcons. Uh, obviously, this game, the Saints are, you know, a, a, a pretty good team compared to the Falcons. Uh, Saints are nine and two. Falcons are three and eight. It is in Atlanta. Doesn't really matter too much. Matt Ryan hasn't been having the best season, and Drew Brees, on the other hand, has been having a decent season. Um, but Jack, I want, I kind of want to hear your feedback on that game. It is, uh, one of the three games that we've already listed on the Thursday. So it is a bigger game. It is a Thanksgiving game. Uh, but I kind of want to hear your feedback on that. I am hitting the saints on this. I, if I am anybody, I am betting on the saints all day. I ended up picking Tampa Bay this weekend who beat, uh, Atlanta, even though they had two previous pretty good weeks so um i thought that i I made a pretty good bet this week and it ended up working out but i'm definitely picking the saints at at nine and two even though this weekend was a close game against carolina they're they're still playing pretty good so i i'd keep it at that i'd keep it at just new orleans yeah so i also picked the saints just because i mean look at the records i mean obviously the records don't show in a lot of other sports but in the nfl It kind of does <laughs> make a pretty big difference, obviously. Um, so that's it for the Thursday games. Sunday games, uh, we're going to start off with the Redskins and Panthers. 
Redskins are two and nine. Panthers are five and six. Um, Panthers are at home against a struggling Redskins team. Jack, is there anything you want to kind of add on to this game or what? Very simple game. Very, very simple game. You got a Panthers team, which has been struggling, but they came close to beating the Saints and stuff. They got Christian McCaffrey, probably one of the front runners for MVP this season. You got a rookie quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, for the Redskins, who's been struggling all season. You know, Kyle Allen holding the boat for Cam, even though Cam struggled at the beginning. It's all good, but you just know Carolina's going to take this at home. Easy game. Yeah, I also uh, <clears throat> I also picked the Panthers. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, over 1,100 yards running, uh, averages five yards per run. Pretty big uh, pretty big average, if you ask me. Um, yeah, definitely a front runner for the, MB- for the MVP. Um, super excited to see what he does on Sunday. Uh, next game we have that's a big game. I think it's going to be the 49ers and the Ravens. Um, Obviously, 49ers coming into it ten and one, Ravens coming in at nine and two in Baltimore. Um, I actually picked the Ravens on this one uh, because they're coming off a huge win um, on Monday night. Um, obviously, not the best team that they're facing in the Rams. It's a pretty big game. Lamar Jackson's been playing out of his mind, and same with Ingram. Um, I just I have a feeling. You know, I have a feeling they're at home against the 49ers team. They're obviously a good team. They're a great team. I mean, they're 10-1 and this season. But I just have a feeling that the Ravens might pull it off against Jimmy. Obviously, Grapple has been playing really well for them. But I feel like Lamar might take it this time. No, this is where we disagree, my friend. This is where we disagree, I guess. I am going to take the San Francisco 49ers. This 49ers team... Is gonna figure this out and roll over the Baltimore Ravens. I don't see the 49 like as a like I don't see them as like a hyped up team. Like they're not fired up. They they have good players, but they're not fired up to me. And I feel like the Ravens, you know, every touchdown, they're so fired up. You don't see that about any team in the NFL, really. Like every time the Baltimore the Baltimore Ravens score a touchdown, they're down in the end zone. They're all celebrating as an offensive like team like tonight against the Rams every interception they caught I guess um was a you know they're down in the end zone they're all running to the guy who intercepted the ball uh they're taking pictures they're all fired up I don't see the 49ers as a team that really like not cares but doesn't care as much as the Baltimore Ravens do the Baltimore the Baltimore Ravens have something to prove on uh on Sunday against a team that I don't really see the you know the hype um, I see a Baltimore Ravens team at home that wants to prove something to a, a, a big leader in the standings at home. I really just, I just feel like they're going to win that one. I don't know. I just see, I just see Nick Bosa as too good of a, of a pass rusher and he's going to, he's going to take all over, um, Lamar Jackson, the run game, and he's just going to stop it all. And then obviously San Francisco has a young defense, good corners, they're going to stop Marquise Brown. And I just think that passing game is going to struggle. And I don't know, 49ers, it doesn't matter where they are. Unless they're facing an MVP, Russell Wilson, they're probably beating every team right now. And I know it's hard to plan against Baltimore, but that defense is number one in the league right now, and there's, there's no stopping it. All right, so fair enough. We disagree on that point. Uh, we're going to move ahead to Monday. 
what we're going to do basically when we pick these teams uh, for the weekend is we're going to kind of point out the bigger games because um, we only have like a limited amount of time. Uh, but we're going to go to Monday, uh, which is Seahawks and Vikings. Obviously, uh, me and Jack both being in BC, we're kind of, what are we? We're kind of like... We're a little biased. We're, let's <laughs> we're, say we're a little biased. We're a little biased. Uh, obviously, the Seahawks are our team. Um, I feel like, you know, being pretty close to Seattle, what are we, like three hours away driving? Yeah, about, about three hours, about three hours. I feel like we kind of have this, you know, we're, it's like, it's like the Raptors. If the Raptors, you know, when they won the championship, obviously everybody in Canada was training for them, except for the bandwagon Golden State fans, but we're going to leave that alone for now. Um, I, you know, I feel like when we have a team that we're pretty close to, uh, except for, you know what, actually, I'm not going to say that because I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan and you are a Tampa Bay Lightning fan and we live in Vancouver. Except for, and I will say this on the record right now, I am a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. Except for, if Tampa Bay and Vancouver ever met in the Stanley Cup Finals, I would cheer for Vancouver because I'm only a Tampa Bay fan for one man and one man only. My love, Steven Stamkos. Steven Stamkos is playing like shit this season, but we're going to leave that at that. Point of game average, point of game average. Point of game average, that doesn't mean anything. Um, so basically, we're going to go for the Seahawks on this one. I think both of us are going to go for the Seahawks on this one. I think, oh, you're going to want to say something right yeah. now. Seahawks 9-2 and two over Vikings 8-3. and three. You know, Kirk Cousins, primetime Monday Night Football, has struggled in all his primetime games except for the last one. I just see Seattle's defense has finally risen up to where they were. Clowney comes back. Russell Wilson, MVP, primetime. There's no way they lose. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really feeling the Seahawks de- uh, offense right now. I feel like with uh, Penny giving us a show, really, last night or yesterday, I guess, like, that's a huge game for him as a Seahawks player and as a force, really, in the offense of this team. You know, I feel like Carson's been been kind of holding the weight on his shoulders for a bit while Penny kind of develops into a player that he needs to be. I feel like once the Seahawks lost Marshawn Lynch, I feel like they kind of lost that running game where they didn't really have anybody to kind of rely on um, once Marshawn left. And I feel like that kind of hurt them. But now that Carson is the way he is, obviously he's not the best with the fumbles and, and all that, but he's been doing well. He's been putting up consistent numbers for them. And then now that Penny has been doing what he can do uh, when he ever, like whenever he gets in, I feel like the Seahawks team is a force to be, to be reckoned with. And then I feel like also with Tyler Lockett and um, DK Metcalf, obviously that is a huge gain for them. And Josh Gordon as well, obviously hasn't been putting up Huge numbers for them, but he, you know, on his on his third downs, I feel like he's uh, kind of been putting up good enough numbers because you know third down obviously means you know if you convert on that you get the first down back and you're good to go. But Russell Wilson is the MVP of this team, and their O line has been keeping him out of duress. I feel like you know he hasn't been sacked as much as anybody would have thought. Especially losing Britt as a centerman, I think he's, you know, been a been a big loss. But I feel like their O line has definitely stepped it up once he's been gone. But yeah, we're super fired up to watch on Monday. Um, it's gonna be a good game. 
All right, so what's up? So now we're in the second segment, which is what happens that week. And we're just going to talk about, first of all, we all know that Babcock got fired from the Leafs. So we want to know, I want your opinion on it. So what do you think happened, especially with that new article that came out with how he asked Mitch Marner in his rookie season to to uh, list or rank the players from top to bottom? Who do you think works the hardest? Which puts him in a sticky situation because um, he's he's trying to he's trying to make the team and he's trying to make some friends and Babcock brings him in and is putting this big pressure on him where if he ranks guys low like you d- you don't think they're gonna be fucking pissed at him for a little bit. What I feel about that whole situation is that um, Babcock's an old time coach, <clears throat> obviously being the coach of the of the Red Wings for a little while, he was used to a certain way of hockey. And I feel like times have changed, you know, with 2019, all this shit coming out about all this, you know, I don't even want to get into it. Um, but I feel like times have changed. and I feel like he hasn't fully adjusted to that time. You know, I feel like if, if you had given a given that, you know, work ethic chic to players from 10 years ago, you know, like the Henrik Zetterbergs of the league or Pavel Datsuk when you were on the Detroit Red Wings, I feel like they would have taken it and, you know, it wouldn't have been a huge deal. And I feel like that's something that Mike Babcock needs to change if he ever wants to be a coach in the NHL again. He needs to realize that times have changed, players have changed. There's a new certain kind of vibe in the NHL. You know, with Don Cherry getting fired, obviously, it's a big deal. Um, And it's kind of the same thing. You know, people are kind of getting soft. And obviously, with this situation, it's a little different. Um because obviously Marner is not soft. It, it, it was a hard situation to put him in. And, you know, I feel like if any coach had that situation happen, it wouldn't go that way um, because they would have realized that, you know, players are coming into the system differently um, and they aren't used to kind of putting that pressure on themselves and the team around them. All right, I like that. I like that. So I wanted to go on the second question. One more about the Leafs. Sorry, non-Leafs fans. I know a lot of you Canadians aren't, but there's a lot of Leafs nation out there. And the second one is, how do you think Sheldon Keith's actually going to do? Because he's won his first two games, and he's looking pretty good. He was, he's letting the stars be stars. He's letting them play the way they want to play and giving them space. So I want to know how you think about that. So first of all, I want to say that I am a Leafs nation fan. Um, being from Vancouver, that does mean that I do get abused a lot for it. <clears throat> but, <laughs> but being a fan, um, with them bringing in Sheldon Keefe, I think he deserves it. He's been a Marley's coach for a little, a little bit, but um, I think he's gonna take this role and really just hopefully shine with it. I think he's gonna let, and that's exactly what you said. He's gonna let the stars be stars, and I feel like Babcock didn't do that. You know, in the playoffs it was the. The, the biggest example last year, obviously Matthews didn't get, you know, Matthews got more playing time than their fourth line. And that's it. In that last game, in that game seven, he didn't get played for more than what? 15 minutes? More than 15. And that's your star center with the, with the crazy shot that he has and he's not getting played more than 15 minutes. That's ridiculous. I feel like, with Sheldon Keefe, he's going to bring in, you know, to the table. He's going to say, you know what? You go out and you fight for your time to play. And I feel like the Stars are going to, like, kind of, like, light a fire under their ass because they're going to see that 
he's not fucking around. He's going to want to give them um, the ice time that they, that, that they need. And I feel like the superstars need that. That's going to be a great start for them. And they, they're off to a 2-0 start. Um, obviously, they've been playing well against, you know, they played uh, Avalanche. Obviously, that's a pretty good team in, in the Avalanche. Um, but with Landeskog out, obviously, there's and Rantanen. There's been uh, big changes, but I feel like the the Avalanche are still a, a really good team with McKinnon um, and you know Kale McCarr obviously in the back. But uh, no, I feel like they're going to be a good team with O'Keefe, and it's really going to take off for them. I hope at least. So now we're going to move on to probably a segment that we're going to do a lot in the NHL because everything changes week per week. You think in playoff picture, and I know. We're only heading to Thanksgiving. We're not even close to the All-Star break. But you always think about who's doing well, who's starting, who's on the uptrend. So who's probably the most surprising team to you so far? And who do you think is the worst team? This is a good question. I feel like the team on... I I, I think that the team that really has struck me as a, a, a big surprise... I, I, I'm going to have to say the Florida Panthers. Um, and I was kind of debating between them and the Coyotes. And you can, you can obviously pipe in at any time you want um, if you disagree. But I feel like with Florida, you know, it's Florida. You know, last year they were selling tickets for $9 a game. Um, they didn't have anybody who was worth watching on their team except for maybe Aaron Ekblad. You know, save if I'm wrong. Yeah, Barkov. Um, that or not. Dadunov well, was... Huberto had 93 points last year, just saying. Okay. But they weren't, you know, they weren't a, a, a team that people cared about. But uh, the one thing that I was going to say is, to me, Florida wasn't the biggest surprise, just because they actually got a goalie in Bobrovsky. Like, Luongo was getting old, and James Reimer just wasn't the guy. Plus, a coach like Joel Quenville coming in, I know he's old, but he's got experience, and you just got to... Give him time, especially with the good players that he's got. The one thing that I'm most surprised with is a team like the Islanders. I Again, after last year, especially after losing Robin Leonard, you just think that the Islanders weren't going to be the same team. And somehow Barzal is just keeps getting better. And that whole team, Barry, Barry Trotz, has done everything defensively right. That they get in this huge point streak and they're still... Um, they're still so close in the Metropolitan. Like, they're second place to the Cavs. Like, it's just, it's always surprising with them because you never know. So next up, so my most disappointing team this season. Whew, there's a couple that are that are pretty disappointing because, honestly, a lot of teams are good this year. A lot of teams are close to 500. Even if you're close to last place, you're not that far off. Um, I just think probably the most disappointing, Calgary. Calgary right now is just it's just tough to get a win. It's even at home. Like Johnny Goudreau's is not playing up to standard. Their biggest energizer is Matthew Kachuk and he's been playing well, but but lately like they're still close to 500, but they're six in the Pacific and they're just they're just not creating the enough goals. Their goaltender has not been awful actually, but their back end just seems to be disoriented and they seem to be needing more goals coming in because their top goal scorer right now is Eric Lindholm, and I don't, Johnny Goudreau's not even there to be found. So I don't know what else to say about that. For me, I mean, obviously Calgary with their goalie, Riddick has been playing super well. 
I don't know what's been going on with the Flames. You know, I haven't I haven't watched too many games in the Flames, but I I do understand that they haven't been having a good season. What I would you know I would say the Leafs in in and that's me um, as a Leafs fan. I think that they have not met up to their expectations. Um, they're eleven and ten and four, um, but they've built a dream team. You know, I think any anyone would want the players that they have on their team on their team. You know, with John Tavares, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, and they haven't met up to the expectation yet. And I feel like Toronto as a fan base is one of the most, um, you know, criticizing. And, and when, when, when you know, they're on a win streak like, like they are right now, two-game win streak, it's huge for them. But the fan base really just if – they're, if they're losing games, the fan base is – super negative and super against you know anything that, that they do and i feel like it's super surprising for me that they're above 500 right now by the like they you know i go into every like watching every leafs game i i go into it being like okay like we might not get this win and i hate and i hate that you know anderson's anderson's playing with you know like he's playing super well they're, they're, it's just their their D-men haven't been putting up the defensive end of it. And I feel like, you know, their offense needs Mitch Marner back right now, you know, as soon as possible. Because uh, they, they can't seem to get a play going without him. They're not doing very well right now, and I hope that they can bring it back. And it, it has been surprising to me um, how bad they've been playing recently. Definitely agree. Definitely agree that the Leafs are, are struggling. So now we're going to move on to Jack's betting barn. This is a segment, my personal segment that I would like to do. Uh, every single week, I'll tell you what bets I think we should make and, um, make you maybe a little extra cash on the side. So let's get started. Coming up first, I'm going to talk about a little football here. Thursday, I think that, uh, Cowboys are going to beat the Bills. No way around it. I just think the Cowboys at home are a better team, and I'm picking the Cowboys all the way. Bet it. Hit it. I'm going to fucking hit it. You better fucking hit it. And on um, November 27th, the Sixers are at home to the Kings. The Sixers just came off a huge loss to the Raptors. They're going to be so pissed. The Kings have had an ant season so far, so definitely hitting the Sixers. On Saturday, November 30th, Milwaukee is at home to Charlotte. Charlotte's had an awful year, and you just think Milwaukee, with the way they go in and into the Kumbo, being who he is, just had a 50-point night. You just know he's going to be all over that, so definitely hitting Milwaukee. In the last game, if you want to do a parlay with the two two NFL games, we'll pick the Cowboys, money line, and we'll pick the Jets, Point spread, minus 3.5 versus the Bengals. Aaron Donald, his QBR has been unreal, even if the Jets don't have a good record. So you just know that the Jets are going to kill the winless Bengals. Next take we're going to do, we're going to do Ty's take. He's going he's gonna to take a little bit of time. He's going he's gonna to talk about what he thinks. He's going to pick a point from the week, and he's, gonna, he's just going to talk about it. We're going to see how this goes. Let's do this. So Ty's take for this week is going to be the two suspensions uh, that were given to uh, Robert Bortuzzo of the St. Louis Blues and Alex Kerfoot of the Toronto Maple Leafs. First of all, I'm going to start with the Bortuzzo suspension. I I don't think he he deserved what he got. Four games. I mean, I <laughs> honestly, 
Arvinson is known to be someone who can flop a little bit. Um, and, you know, I the first cross-check, okay, like what do you do in cross-check him into the net? The second cross-check, unneeded, but Arvinson flopped like a fucking fish if I've ever seen one. And, and you know, it, it didn't really make sense to me. He got four games for that. I've seen much worse that got much less. Um, you know, you watch... What do you want to watch? You want to watch a fucking Tom Wilson game. You know? He'll go fucking headfirst into a guy. And, and he'll, you know, he'll get nothing. I, I I don't know what happened, but I don't agree. Um, And I don't think he should have gotten suspended at all. Alex Kerfoot... That's the second one. Uh, the Leafs against the Avalanche. Uh, that's Kerfoot's old team. Let's let's put that out there first of all. In the Colorado Avalanche, I feel like he didn't mean it, but it was a right. It was a right move to to suspend him. You know, just because it's your old team doesn't mean that you didn't mean to do it. It still happened, and it was still a, a pretty dirty play. And I think he should have gotten the two-game suspension. And I feel like he should have gotten more, honestly. That is a that is a dirty play. Um, doesn't matter how small you are and how big Eric Johnson is. He's a big guy. Kerfoot's not that big. But Eric Johnson is, you know, he's definitely in a position where he could have been hurt way more than he was. I'm happy that he got up after that play because I was watching that game live and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was on the ground for much longer than he was. Um, you know, obviously Kerfoot was super, uh, you know, he was apologizing right after that happened. You know, he had his gloves up. He was super sorry about it. He felt really bad. It doesn't mean anything when it comes down to it. He should serve his two games and not, you know, not argue and not be worried about it. He'll come back in two games and he'll play his game. But I think it was a rightful suspension and I feel like he deserved what he got. He's going to serve it. He's going to come back. And he's going to have a good rest of the season. I mean, you know, I feel like the Players Association looked at it as we can't be light on him because he's playing his old team. Obviously, he didn't mean to do it. But, you know, let's say someone else goes in and does that exact same thing against someone he hasn't played against. He'll appeal that, uh, appeal the sentence that he got and say, oh, you know, you didn't suspend Kerfoot for what he got. You know, they have to be equal about their suspensions and they were you know certainly following the rule book with this one and I feel like it was a great um a great uh suspension I hate to say that but it was a, it was a good ruling and I feel like uh Kerfoot's gonna agree with that and move on from there all right thank you Ty that was great Ty's take every week everybody every week all right so we're gonna go into our last segment here which every week at the end we like to you know, we like to party time, me and you, a little bit. We've, we've had our good times. I mean, so now we're going to go on to our last segment, which is we're going to have a couple stories for you. So we've, we have some good times. We're going to have a lot more. We're only 19, but we're going we're gonna to talk about some, some fun stories. All right. So we're going to get it started with how we became the Bash Bros. How did this name become what we are? So uh, back in the day... When uh, when I started playing soccer, I was much lower level than Ty was. And then later on, when I got into grade ten, I ended up making the 
the ultra high performance soccer thing for West Van, and Ty was in the other one for North Van. So we were both playing against each other a bunch, and we used to keep goal records against each other. And I'm not gonna lie, I felt pretty good when I my rookie season I beat you by one. By one, it was like by one. By one, we'll put it that. Yeah, by one. I still feel good about it now. Next season didn't turn out so good for me. Ty did a little bit better. His team made the provincials. I did a lot better. Let's put that out there, folks. I did a lot better. His team made the provincials. <laughs> still finished fourth place. Thanks. Just putting that out there, not going to lie. Didn't get past the third round for us, but like we're, we're all good now. And then Ty decides to join us because he was good friends with our coach because they had a trip in... It was about 2015, 2016. We went to Germany, uh, played a few games out there against some top German quality, you know, teams. Um, the Europeans are obviously known for their soccer. They don't play any other sport. We went out there to Germany. And we got our asses whooped. We were fine with it because we knew that we were just a Canadian team, right? Like, like Canada soccer obviously isn't big and has never really been big. I mean, obviously Alfonso Davies moving to Bayern was a huge deal for Canada soccer. But it, it hasn't been the same, and it never has been the same. And going to, to Germany and playing was just a huge honor, and, and we were we were super fired up. But we got our we got our asses kicked, like handed to us, and uh, yeah, and that was a it was a great experience, but um, wasn't the best one that I've had in my life. And then that, after a couple of years later, you know, he comes to join our team, and right before the season starts, we go to Denmark because our team just loved to go on trips. But when we were in Denmark, we were actually 18 at the time, and drinking age there is 16. So when you guys were there in 2015, you guys couldn't drink, could you? No, we were we were stuck in our rooms drinking Coke and Pepsi. Um, wasn't a lot of fun, but Denmark was a different story, man. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, we, we definitely had a good time in Denmark. We, we got pretty fucked up some nights and had soccer the next day and almost puked every training, <laughs> yeah. but... It was a lot of fun. It was it was a lot of fun. But then, so so me and Ty, we became close because we were roomies that trip, and we fucking bunked together. And we had another dude with us who fucking took up all our Wi-Fi every single day. Yeah, no, that was not a fun experience. We kind of had to, we kind of found you know different things to do. Um, we you know play cards, uh, PlayStation. <laughs> Maybe. Throw ladders at each other. Yeah, okay. So, la- <laughs> okay, so we're going to bring up the ladder story. Ladder, okay, so in our room, it was basically, it was three guys in one room. There were two bunk beds, so four beds, but we only had three people in our room. Um, I was under Jack. Yeah, you were under me. Let's not talk about that. Um, our other buddy was across the room on the other side um, on the bottom bunk. Uh and I was on the bottom bunk. Jack was on the top. Um, so basically, sometimes I get bored because our buddy would take up all the Wi-Fi. So, you know, I, I would grab our ladder that would, you know, help Jack to his bed at night or whatever. And I'd, you know, chuck the ladder at him a couple times, kind of wake him up a bit and kind of get a little battle going between us. You know, we had nothing else to do. We're stuck in Denmark in a small town and... You know, our Wi-Fi is gone. We have nothing else to do, so might as well chuck the ladder around. Yeah, we definitely had some good times with that ladder. So how we came to Bash Bros is more like we played a bunch of games in Denmark, and our coach kind of realized that we were both 
rough and tough guys. I come from a hockey background. I've played hockey my whole life, and Ty loves hockey, and he just likes to fuck people up pretty much. So we, we just played our style in the field, and together we became, because we were both strikers, we were side by side, so our coach ended up calling the Bash Bros, and it's it's kind of just stuck, and ever since, so we played grade 12 together, and we that was our last year of, I guess, youth soccer, and we, we ended up winning the Provincials in July, and it was just, it meant everything to us, because we never won it before, and we came from the literally last place, like three years before, to now winning, with Ty on our team, and... It just it'll it'll always stick and it's it's stuck ever since then. So yeah, that's how we became the Bash Bros. Um, we're we're you know we're we're starting this podcast because we feel like whenever we get hammered and we talk, I feel like people should hear us. And you know if 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 you don't want to listen, fully understandable. Um, but you know we're just a couple guys in Jack's basement having a good time, um, talking. To you guys um, about what we think the sports world is is uh, is going to give to us for the coming week. Um, we hope to see you guys back around soon. Uh, Jack, is there anything you want to say before we kind of cut things off here? Not great to be on board. Happy Bash Bros Inc. is starting. Let's fucking do this. We both love sports. We're both super fired up to do this, and uh, we hope that you guys listen along, enjoy the podcast, and we hope to see you guys again here next week. Um, you know. Super excited to get this this uh, this whole thing going. Um, go to our 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 our, our website. There will be more uh, info if you follow us on uh, bash underscore bros underscore uh, sports. You'll see you know updates and our main accounts. If you want to follow them on Instagram, be great. Um, and we'll get some more podcasts up to you guys soon. Uh, hope you guys enjoy your week, and we'll see you guys again here next Thursday.